Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. You know, the weather's getting warmer. So I, for one, am ready to say goodbye to my jackets and my sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I'm right there with you, Kate. And you know what I actually, actually, I donned double quince the other night. I've got to tell you. Okay. This is what's so great about quince because I feel like I have really been able to update my wardrobe like for the long haul without spending a fortune. I wore a gorgeous white tee, like a simple, perfect white cotton t-shirt from Mm. Quince, but it was a little chilly out. So I threw on my cashmere hoodie, also from Quince. Ooh, Mm -hmm. okay. Like they have basically given me a lineup of timeless pieces that I feel like keep me looking. I'm going to toot my own horn. Effortlessly chic, whether it's winter or or summer. They've got premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. You've got washable silk tops, really stunning 14-karat gold jewelry, and so much more. Like truly, the list goes on and on. And the best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, something that's very important to us. So look, if you're going on a trip, if you just need to update your summer wardrobe, Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash forever35 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash forever35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash forever35. Hello and welcome to Forever 35, a podcast about the things we do to take care of ourselves. I am Kate Spencer. And I am Dory Shafrir. And we are not experts. No, we're two friends who like to talk a lot about serums. Today we are bringing you Product Recall, a weekly episode where we dig deeper into the history of an iconic product and its impact. It's coming every Friday here on Forever 35. And we are taking requests. So if you have a product you would like us to recall please call or text us at 781-591-0390 or email us at forever35podcast at gmail.com. Everything we mention on today's episode, videos, references, etc. can be found on our website, forever35podcast.com. You can find us on Instagram at forever35podcast or join the Forever 35 Facebook group where the password is serums. Sign up for our newsletter at forever35podcast.com slash newsletter. And you can find all the products that we love to buy at shopmy.us slash forever35. And just a quick reminder that our live show is happening this Wednesday, 
February 22nd at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern, and you can get tickets at moment.co slash forever35. Those tickets are $10. The show will also be available on demand for a week after it airs. So if you can't make it live, just get that ticket and catch the recorded version afterwards. There's also going to be an after party where you can end the night with some final thoughts and intentions in the hotel lounge before we all head off for a cozy slumber. Time for bed. So, Dory, you're in charge today. I sure am, Kate. I'm the passenger on your train. Yep. Yep. So, choo-choo. (laughs) Choo-choo. Well, Kate, I am going to kick things off with a commercial. This is my favorite way to go. Okay. Okay. I'm ready. Are you ready? I hope so. Okay. Here we go. I could sing this. If you dare wear short shorts, nair for short shorts. If you want your legs short shorts bare without nicks and cuts, just take up the nair and take off the hair. If you dare wear short shorts, nair for short shorts. Nair, lotion, cream, foam, and new lemon spray. Nair for short shorts. Holy shit, that jingle just came back to me like muscle memory. I mean, it was everywhere. I have chills. I don't know why, but I have literal chills. So, Kate, today we're talking about Nair. (laughs) Dory, what is Nair? The hair removal product that comes in a roll-on, comes in a cream, various various formats. Um, That commercial that you saw is from the 70s. I am not sure. I have to admit, I'm not sure if it is the original 1975 We Wear Short Shorts commercial because they really uh, beat this one into the ground. <laughs> they were like, you're going to wear short shorts, yeah. god damn it. Um, but their original 1975 commercial won a Clio Award. That? Seriously? Yes. And it was based... So basically, that commercial, you see four women... Of different races. Okay. Um, wearing very short shorts. They dared. They dared to wear they those shorts. They dared to wear those short shorts. They're shaking their butts in the beginning of the commercial. They're on the steps of a brownstone, mm-hmm. it looks like, in New York City. And they're kind of shaking their butts. They're young. They're attractive. They start doing some high kicks. They're all very thin. They're all very thin. Yes. The diversity does not extend to body type. Right. Um, and yeah, so this was the commercial and the jingle that really catapulted Nair, I think, fully into the popular consciousness. So today we're going to be talking about Nair. We're also going to be talking kind of more broadly about hair removal in general. Something that I have struggled with thought about since i was probably eight years old yeah so nair is what's called a depilatory which is a category of hair removal that is something you like you spread on your body you wait a certain number of minutes and then you rub it off and the hair just comes right off now have you ever used nair I have not used Nair because, quite honestly, I personally am nervous about Nair. They now have a sensitive skin version. 
I could do a patch test and try it, but I I am nervous to use it. Now, <laughs> as someone who has used it, it is it is wild. Because the hair just like melts right off, right? It like sort of does. First of all, the smell is overpowering. Like if you were to... When was the last time you used it? Just out of curiosity. Recently, I have... I'm pretty sure I have a bottle in my bathroom. I've used it for my bikini line recently, I mm-hmm, think. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but as a kid, I'm pretty sure it was something that my mom bought me because mm. I am a person with a lot of body hair and on my legs. I was made fun of it, made fun of for it. And when I wanted to start shaving, I'm pretty sure that was one of the things she started with. It's it's very messy. Okay. So this is very interesting. Now, first of all, let's just talk about the word nair. Nair is a portmanteau uh-huh, uh-huh. for no hair. Okay. That makes sense. Which makes sense. The main ingredient in nair is either calcium thioglycolate or potassium thioglycolate. It depends whether you're using the formulation for your body or for your face. Why do they, why does it need to be different? Because the face one is not as powerful. So if you use the body stuff on your face, not the best idea. Um, And Nair launched in 1940. Really? Yeah. Oh my God. All these products are so old that we talk about. Yeah. Who knew? So they, Nair was not like the first depilatory. Right, right, right. Um, But, you know, kind of like we saw with Noxzema, they were really good at branding. Like Nair is a kind of a genius name for a hair removal product, right? And in one of their first print advertisements, the the big headline was amazing new cosmetic discovery removes hair. So they were kind of situating themselves as this like brand new easy thing to for people to use. Even though they weren't technically brand new. Yes. Um and this is what the text of the advertisement said. In a few brief minutes, the hairiest legs or arms become as smooth, as soft Ugh. and smooth and inviting as the skin of a baby. Ugh. Not a hair, not a fuzz in sight whenever this new cosmetic is applied. No waxes or smelly creams. You merely spread on Nair and away goes the hair. It is simply marvelous. Nair looks like your own face cream, and it smells just as nice. Yet in a few minutes, your skin is excitingly smooth. Your legs beneath those new stockings take on a completely new glamour and allure. Nair is so sensationally different because it is made under U.S. patent 1,973,130. Important. 39 cents a tube at all stores that sell toilet goods. And then there was a free trial offer. If you wrote to them, they would send you a free trial tube. So what I found interesting about this initial early advertisement for Nair is they mention the patent. Right. So they're saying like, this is the only one like it. This is new. This has like a science, sort of a scientific sheen to it. Um, it smells good, which, you know, up for debate. Um, and it will make you as smooth as the skin of a baby. We have, se- but we have seen this type of verbiage before. 
right? Like this callback to wanting the skin of your youth. I mean, we saw this with Noxzema. Yeah. We saw this with Sun In also. Well, it's just, it's just this infatuation mm-hmm. with, I, I think, beyond just youth, like immortality. Yes. Right? Like nobody, we don't want to die. So one of the reasons why Nair smells so bad is that it attacks the sulfur bonds within the keratin of your hair. So what you're actually smelling is the sulfur. Oh, God. Which, you know, smells like rotten eggs. Um, I have to interrupt and just tell you that I might have Nair competitor Veet. Okay. I'm not sure which I have. Okay. But well, I'm Veet assuming, is a competitor to Nair. I'm assuming they ba- basically smell... I mean, I've used both. They probably smell the same. The same pungent scent. Yes. So... Before we kind of get into it, I just want to give you a sense of where Nair is right now, which is, first of all, in 2018, creams made up the greatest share of the hair removal market. Are you serious? Mm -hmm. More than razors? More than razors, which I was shocked by. Um, This is from a... um, a, A survey by a company called... Grandview Research. So creams were the biggest share of the market in in 2018. I'm shocked. I was genuinely shocked. Another survey in 2020 found that 9.8 million people in the U.S. had used Nair in 2020. So hearing this, do you know what this makes me wonder? And I don't know if you've found anything that actually is this. Why has hair removal not gone through the kind of like online product makeover the same way like you know everything just gets kind of rebranded as mm-hmm. something a little bit chicer yeah like where is the disruptor in where's silicon the, valley creating a where's the hymns for nair yeah like where's the like billy razor of nair kate i don't know but that's a great question and maybe maybe you should start that you know what i'm gonna leave the podcasting and writing businesses <sighs> for my Really, it's going to be so obnoxious. Every dollar <laughs> gives back, gives, I mean, like it's going to be the most obnoxious, uh, online so, digital company. Nair, so Nair launched in 1940 with a cream. And then in 1977, they introduced a baby oil formula. Ooh. In 1985, they introduced a roll on. In 1990, they introduced Nair wax, which what? is a different product. And then in 2001, they introduced Nair for men. Oh, fascinating. Okay. So that was like an interesting move for them, um, which we will get back to in a minute. I'm just kind of giving you the timeline of their products. In 2007, they introduced a sensitive formula. Wow, that took a long time. And then also in 2007, they introduced a line called Nair Pretty, which was aimed at 10 to 15-year-olds. No, Dory, don't do this to me. No. Yep. No, Nair Pretty. Nair Pretty. In 2010? 2007. Oh, seven. Still just as bad. Yep. Oh, God. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm upset now. Um, they had, they introduced a Brazilian spa clay line in 2012 and in 2014, they introduced a Moroccan argan oil line. Oh my God. I'm really ticked (laughs) off. (laughs) So, you know, one thing that I found kind of interesting, um, about 
Nair and the way that they've kind of evolved over the last 50 years, I guess, is they're still kind of leaning into this like fresh faced sex appeal vibe. So creepy. Mm-hmm. Um, and have they ever done a like, do you dare wear short shorts, but it's now men doing that ad? Okay. So yeah. So they are, seems like now they are really trying to target men in a way. I mean, that they've been doing since 2001 when they launched Nair for Men, but it's just interesting to kind of see it now, like on TikTok. So we're going to take a short break. Okay. Okay. And then we'll come back and we have a lot more to talk about. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You know, the weather's getting warmer. So I, for one, am ready to say goodbye to my jackets and my sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I'm right there with you, Kate. And you know what I actually, actually I donned double quince the other night. I've got to tell you. Okay. This is what's so great about quince because I feel like I have really been able to update my wardrobe like for the long haul without spending a fortune. I wore a gorgeous white tee, like a simple perfect white cotton t-shirt from Mm. Quince, but it was a little chilly out. So I threw on my cashmere hoodie, also from Quince. Ooh, Mm -hmm. okay. Like they have basically given me a lineup of timeless pieces that I feel like keep me looking, I'm going to toot my own horn, effortlessly chic. Whether it's winter or or summer, they've got premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. You've got washable silk tops, really stunning 14-karat gold jewelry, and so much more. Like truly, the list goes on and on. And the best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, something that's very important to us. So look, if you're going on a trip, if you just need to update your summer wardrobe, Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash forever35 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash forever35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash forever35. You know, Dory, we talk to a lot of really fantastic, intelligent people on this podcast but I don't know, maybe you're like us and you want to go even deeper. Mm, I'd love to go deeper. We like to go deep. And that's not only possible with today's sponsor, but also easy to accomplish 
on Masterclass. Every year I get really into the classes offered and the instructors offering them. Like I'm all over the place with the things that I like on Masterclass. But this year I am very interested in the class Redefining Feminism, which is 14 lessons from Gloria Steinem. Okay. Now, they dissect issues women face in the U.S. and ways we can play a role in the feminist movement in our everyday lives. Look, I majored in women and gender studies in college. So this is right up my alley. But even if you didn't, even if you're like, this is the first time I'm hearing those words. I would argue, especially if you didn't. Yes, Get into it with Masterclass because this is the year you can really learn from the best to become your best with Masterclass. Go from just talking about improving to actually doing the things you've been wanting to do with Masterclass. And it doesn't have to be redefining feminism with Gloria Steinem. It can be gardening in your own garden or your yard or patio. It can be learning to cook Indian food or designing a space that you love. Masterclass offers over 180 world-class instructors. So whether you want to master like negotiation with Chris Voss or think like a boss with Martha Stewart, or maybe capture your vision through photography with Petra Collins, Masterclass has you covered. With Masterclass, you get unlimited access to intimate one-on-one classes with the world's best. And right now, our listeners will get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash F35. Get 15% off right now at masterclass.com slash F35. That's masterclass.com slash F35. Kate, I feel like we are like barreling into summer. It's happening so fast. It is. And I feel like also with summer just come more social events, there's weddings, there's nights out, it's vacations. I mean, like all the things happening in summer. And what I love is that Honey Love has just the right thing for all those events. Feel comfortable and confident this summer with Honey Love's best-selling Superpower Short. The Superpower Short smooth shapes and lifts, giving you a flawless silhouette under any outfit with targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas you need less compression. It's designed to work with your body, not against it. Speaking of working with your bod, the crossover bra, which I'm wearing as we speak. I wear that thing every day. I do too. Uh, It's my favorite Honey Love piece. Let me let me just tell you why. Yeah, get okay, into it. Hey, do you want to tell me why? <laughs> no, no, I was just going to say like I I I don't even need to wear it to events. I wear it like the event is every day of my life. Yes, that's such a good way of putting it. The bra gives all the support of traditional bras without using any underwires and just like sidebar, I have put on some of my old underwire bras lately and been like, "Oh god, like get this off of me." <laughs> No, thank once you. you. Once you start wearing Honey Love, you're just like, no, not yep. going back. You see how also, it could like, be. Yes. Also, like summer sweat under those underwires is like, ugh, the worst. Now you don't have to worry about it. Get the support you need with the comfort you deserve and treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market. Save 20% off at honeylove.com slash forever. 
Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash forever. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started. So shape your life with Honey Love. Okay. So when Nair launched, it was definitely marketed to women. It was meant for women. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Women were the target audience. And then in 2001, they launched Nair for Men. And there was um, a quote from a New York Times article uh, from 2004 that analyzed Nair for Men. And it said, Nair for Men's marketing challenge was to convince potential customers that using Nair didn't imply a loss of machismo. The product was packaged in white bottles rather than the pink ones of its counterpart for women. The chemical formula was altered only to remove a floral fragrance. So the way that is now manifesting is in TikToks like this one, which this is an ad. This is a paid ad. It's an influencer doing a paid ad. influencer doing a paid ad for Nair. So I just want to make sure everyone has that context. What is the world's easiest way? To it's also body ASMR. Hair. Okay, I was like, what? Hair, body spray, hair remover, shake, spray, Ew. remove. Ew, I hate everything about this. <laughs> oh, he's cute though. He's kind of cute. So he's wearing a teddy bear hat. He is wearing a teddy bear. <laughs> what is the name of this influencer? Um, this influencer is Jake Jamie. He has 2.1 million followers. Holy smokes. His bio is co-creator of that TikTok famous watermelon face mask. Shot my products. Um, I believe he is a British beauty influencer. Okay. Well, he's cute. He is very cute. Um, and yeah, so Nair obviously paid him to do an ad for them. That ad is convincing. And that ad is convincing. Now, and it has 236,000 likes. In my experience, what is misleading about this ad and what I think it's really kind of foggy when you're dealing with influencers as, as advertisers is that with influencers, we think we're getting an authentic ad like i feel like we're savvy enough that we're like oh um you know um an ad in a magazine or on tv like that's all fake but an influencer Mm -hmm. like they're not lying to us but it's it's the same as an ad on tv like for example the way that that person rubs the cream off and the hair comes right off makes it look so seamless and clean and easy when in my experience it is a gloopy clumpy mess there's hair on every washcloth not all their hair comes off, so you have weird patches. So I totally hear you about, you know, the confusing nature of influencer ads on social media. What I do think is interesting about Nair, and I think we kind of saw this with Sunin and to some extent also with Noxima, is that there is now this population of people on TikTok who are either discovering Nair for the first time or rediscovering Nair. And I just wanted to show you this other TikTok that this person says is not sponsored. Okay. So I'm going to take her at her word and we will play um, this video. 
Yes, oh my God, yes, yes, yes. I cannot gatekeep this product any longer. When I tell you, this is the best at home, quick hair removal method, especially for those of you with sensitive skin. I'm not lying. I'm 30, I remember how bad there used to be. It stung and burned and it stunk bad. Like it reeked. This shit is so good. So the way this product works is it essentially changes the pH and breaks down the keratin bonds of your hair so that your hair detaches. As a cosmetic formulator with a focus on clean ingredients and sensitive skin friendly formulas, I don't mind this at all. Now here is the trick, because there is a trick. You can leave this on up to 10 minutes. I personally only go for eight just because I have more sensitive skin. To actually take off all the hair, you need this, an exfoliating mitt. When you get in the shower to rinse off around the eight minute mark, now Kate's listening. very, very gently go <laughs> in circles. Little fibers pick up the hair oh. and pull it all off. The hair does not come off as easily if you just plain rinse it. Oh. Okay, so I was influenced. Kate was influenced. What is also interesting about this is that in the comments, the first, the top comment is someone saying, So we're using Nair and shopping at Abercrombie? Look at us healing our millennial trauma. <laughs> uh, I did also just uh, buy some jeans at Abercrombie recently. I'm waiting Look for them to you. arrive. You know what's interesting too, just kind of talking about like, TikTok language and is this I'm not going to gatekeep mm. is such common language now and like I don't gatekeep I tell you all my secrets right and I do feel like the second someone sets it up like they're not going to hold this to the chest like they're going to tell everybody you lean in right like yeah, I'm like totally oh, okay I'm listening now totally totally but it's just again another tactic but yeah. I, I was, but again, I'm now like, maybe I should go check out Nair and get those gloves and see what happens. So, yeah, so you definitely kind of are seeing this, I think, more on social media. There's also a lot of videos that aren't that interesting to play just with audio because there's not really any talking, but of men using Nair to get rid of like the like very hairy backs and other, you know, hairy parts of their body butts, probably um, butts. well i'm just gonna play this one tiktok <laughs> because it made me laugh should you use nair for your balls nair is a product that uses chemicals what? to remove hair in simplest terms hair is protein nair dissolves the protein of hair now specifically the shaft of the hair or the hair above the skin not the root in short you can but maybe you shouldn't these are super sensitive and nair, depending on the brand, yes. can be harsh for the skin. He's holding That's two like, I can balls. use sriracha to lube the bone, but I don't know if I should. I'd also like to debunk the rumors. I'm not a ballologist. I'm just a medical student who likes teaching you about your body. Tap out a little more. Oh. I think what really did it for me in that video was the remix of the Office theme song underneath uh, mm. a medical student talking about balls. Yep. Which, to be fair... If I had balls, I can see why I would want to get the hair off. Totally. Totally. So, you know, what I found in looking at a lot of these TikToks is that the comments, a lot of the comments were from people who had used Nair in the past. And a lot of them had been traumatized by it. Um, and then, you know, people either saying like, it's been reformulated or you know, you weren't using it correctly or what have you. Um, but, you know, I think what this points to, and this is what I want to kind of get into a little bit now, is just the kind of broader societal obsession with getting rid of hair. 
And I was really interested in this because I was like, where did this come from? Did you find the answer? I think I did. And it was from a really great book called Plucked. Wait, I'm pretty sure my college professor wrote this book. Rebecca Hertz. And it is by a professor from Bates. Oh my God, it's from my, I'm going to cry. I was going to ask you if you, I couldn't tell if she, she seemed quite young. She was so young. She must have been young when you. She was. Okay. She was a mentor to me. She was the fucking coolest. I was in a seminar with her and she would have us over to her apartment. Aww. She's a brilliant. I was a women's studies major now called gender studies at Bates College and Rebecca was one of my professors and she's, she, she, I think went to MIT and brought a lot of like, mis- like sexism, misogyny in, in medicine, like taught me oh, about the origin of the vibrator. Like she's brilliant. Oh my God. I okay. can't believe this. I'm dying. Okay. So her book is really good. Yeah. Obviously, cause she's fucking amazing. I highly recommend it. Even if you're just like mildly interested in this topic, it's fascinating. It's an academic book, but it is not written in, it's written in a very accessible way, I found. Um, and she tells a really, really interesting story. So I am going to give some like very broad strokes here with the understanding that if you are interested in this topic, you will go read Rebecca's book. Yeah. And if you're a student at Bates College right now, appreciate what you have in front of you. So she traces the contemporary obsession with hair removal, particularly among white women to the late 19th century. And that it wasn't until the 1920s that large numbers of women really began routine, what she says, routinely removing hair below the neck. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, because in the 18th century, uh, white colonizers and naturalists and explorers considered hair-free skin, she writes, to be the strange obsession of indigenous peoples. Oh, wow. So Europeans like set themselves apart by not removing hair but hair removal was done in like ancient times like uh, people say as far back as the stone age like cavemen were removing hair for hygienic purposes like to not get lice and stuff on their they were they were making hairless balls they were making hairless balls. <laughs> they were focused solely on their balls. That and makes then, sense. Lice, is, lice must yes, have been chronic. In ancient Egypt, ancient Greece, the Roman Empire, there's like evidence that people use seashells, beeswax, like wow. all kinds of ways to um, remove hair because they saw it as a way to keep their body clean. Um, and then in the Middle East, they would use threads on their faces. Which is still done to this day. Yes. Um so, you know, there's there's been a long history of people trying to figure out how to remove hair. Um, but you know, as as Rebecca writes, the normalization of smooth skin in dominant US culture is not even a century old. Um, she wrote her book in 2016, so it's now about a century old. Um, but she traces the like the real sort of shift in thinking about hairlessness to Darwin. 
and his 1871 book, Descent of Man, which then kind of presented things in very racialized terms. Right. And so hairiness was considered, you know, closer to apes. And so to be the more, you know, evolved, quote unquote, human, you wanted to remove your hair and that if you were hairy, it was linked to, you know, sexual inversion, like a a woman was manly, quote unquote, if she had a lot of hair, even like lunacy, criminal violence, like Mm. all of that was linked to hairiness. So, Kate, there's a lot more about the sort of, you know, this historical background of the late 19th and early 20th centuries um, about the origins of hairlessness that I don't think we have time to go like deep in on. That's fair. We can we can do mm. more. Yes. But again, if you want to learn more about this, I highly suggest checking out Rebecca's book. And then we're going to take a short break and then we're going to kind of get into the history of depilatories. Yes. All right. We'll be right back. You know, we have been delving more and more into the topic of our skin as we get older and how we treat it and how we love it. Because look, as I'm learning in my mid-40s, as you get older, you deal with new things when it comes to your skin. Not that they're bad. They're just new. You know what I mean? Like I am now just discovering crappiness, Dory. Mm. Okay. Which is okay. I visible know. on my <sighs> neck and chest. Luckily, it's a thing. It's a thing. Luckily, OneSkin, our sponsor today, knows all about things like crappiness. And I'm not overly concerned with aesthetics, but like I do just want to keep my skin healthy as I age. Totally. I love their topical supplements. They really help your skin feel. I don't want to say younger, but just vibrant, Mm. refreshed. They combine tissue engineering, data analysis, and cutting-edge longevity science to literally create the world's most effective product to help with skin aging. I am particularly fond of their face topical supplement. It's essentially a moisturizer, but it has their Mm -hmm. proprietary OSO1 peptide to really help with all the parts of our skin that are exposed to environmental damage. You can use it on your face, your hands, your neck. I know here Mm -hmm. where we live in Los Angeles, our hands, we're driving, that sun is coming at us at all times. OneSkin believes the purpose of skincare is not just to improve how we look, but to optimize our skin biology so that it is more resilient to the aging process. They really create next level skincare. One Skin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, One Skin keeps your skin looking and more importantly, acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code OVER50 at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code OVER50. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we sent you. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Okay. So homemade depilatories were a thing. Homemade. Homemade. Okay. Yes. They were the kind of things that were like passed down in families, um, in communities. And they, <laughs> so there was like one formula that you boiled a lime solution, silver paint an aromatic oil together and you would apply it to the hairy skin. Like a lot of this is like not. <laughs> yeah. You don't want to be putting this on your body probably. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or um, eggshells, vinegar and cat poop. Um, <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> awful. Yeah. So there's a lot of, um, a lot of stuff like this. And, you know, although the removal of hair beneath the neck was something that really took off, um, in the 1920s, removing hair from especially women's faces was something that they see evidence of like in the 16th century. Like that was something that people were doing for a while. Um, and, you know, they kind of work in the same way, these depilatories that Nair does. They were meant to chemically soften or dissolve the hair so that you could then just scrape it away. Um, and then this was also really interesting the development of depilatories also coincided with the need to figure out a way to easily remove hair from animals in slaughterhouses. Oh, no. Mm -hmm. Oh, no. This took a turn. Yep. So <sighs> there were people saying that the same chemicals you could use for ladies <laughs> to take the hair off your upper lip could also be used for like tanners who were preparing hides. So, goodness. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, then we start to get into our friends in the patent medicine world, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. as we see, you know, and so over and over, over again. and over again, people are developing these things and the people who are good at marketing become the ones who are successful. Yep. Um, then we get into like some real wild stuff, it, especially in the early 20th century, this is when we have the development of electrolysis, but we also have the development of x-rays to remove hair. No. Yes. What? Yes. There was one company that basically sounded like almost like franchised. I don't think they use that word, but it was like you could become a salon that used their x-ray machine and women would go and get x-rays to have hair removed. Oh my God. Which Dory. like, not super safe. No. <laughs> like at all. Um, and there was no real like oversight of this either. Um, but this was the period when it was really becoming, um, I guess, popular for women to explore all these different ways of removing their hair. 
<sighs> you start seeing the advertisements in magazines. There's like, you know, the the magazines themselves were promoting hairlessness, hair like hairless armpits, hairless faces, hairless necks as like the what you needed to be beautiful as a woman. So you really see how popular culture also encourages all this kind of stuff. Yeah. And then flash forward and suddenly mm-hmm. we're we're waxing our pubic hair into yep. oblivion. Yep. Yep. So, you know, it's in this <sighs> context that we have the arrival of Nair. I mean, of why not? At this point, it's like, of mm-hmm. course, it's almost expected. Yep. Yep. So, you know, I think that when we see Nair sort of situated in this context, like, it wasn't really, the the emergence of Nair coincided with the, finally, the x-ray machine hair removal, finally um, being sort of like driven underground. There were still x-ray salons that were illegal that people would go to x-ray salons Mm -hmm. that's so wild yeah yeah and also just as like a fun fact did you know that pubic hair removal did not really become a thing until the introduction of the bikini in 1946 it makes sense it makes sense totally yeah um yeah, and like another thing that I'm not going to get into, but it's very interesting is she has a whole chapter on Brazilian bikini waxes. <laughs> the worst, the worst decision that I've ever made. The worst. Um, so, yeah. So, you know, I just think it's really interesting to see how Nair has managed to stay like in the public consciousness. And I think is also one of those brands that like, people do have a sort of like skeptical relationship with, um, but continues to sell. And I want to end with the way they're sort of like rebranding themselves in a way, but, but still holding on to that original 1970s. No, no, no. Are we short shorting again? We're short shorting in a different way. So I'm going to show you. This ad, this is on YouTube. I don't know if this ever actually ran on TV, but this... Um, oh, no. I already hate where this is going. I, I found can see the YouTube. text. Okay. Okay. Here we go. I hate this. You better watch out. I hate this so much. That means I'm on the moon. Smooth, strong, pure magic. Yeah, I wear short shorts and no lies. These thighs are going places. Just watch me. I would say this is what would be Worship yourself. Plus size. The world yes. will follow. Nair. Well, so, I, hate, I hate everything about that. So we still have the short shorts. Right. They've, they've, they've been like, we're more inclusive about who we think wears short shorts. Yes. Beautiful plus size women. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, who, who's... This is still not... A, a body inclusive advertisement right. necessarily. Right. Right. Also, it's also like everyone is pretty able body. Like it's just, I mean, it's like everything. Yeah, like, it's, it's like not, everything. It's like everything. It's like everything. But I really hate the reframing of the like girl power 
Yeah, it's yes. woman power. These thighs are yes, strong sticks. I walk on, and yep. they're smooth. Yes. I, I hate, I hate it. I hate it. And so much. their tagline, their new tagline, is "Worship yourself, the world will follow." What? And again, Rebecca has a really interesting analysis of like the ways in which we participate in beauty culture, especially in America is framed as individual choice, which I think is something that you and I have talked about a lot. Yes. And and something I prescribe to. Yeah. Um, And how it's really not. Right. Um, And I think this ad is really trying to like lean into that of like, this is, you're doing this for you. Worship yourself. Take all that hair off your body. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. So, you know, oh my God, I I feel like every week that goes by that we do another one of these product recall episodes, I just want to like dig a hole (laughs) and move in because it's not just, it's not just highlighting like uh, the relentless way in which we are like marketed to and sold things and the kind of cultural relevance. It, it just keeps reiterating to me how i am just doing it all i'm just doing it all yeah with no real control over my own mind and quite frankly i'm not gonna stop removing hair from my body i mean we've talked about this i shaved my legs today mm-hmm. oh dory am i hopeful or hopeless after this i don't know but this is fascinating yeah so we will link to all of this stuff there's a lot more. I'll, I'll put more of these links in the notes that we don't have time to get to. Um, but yeah, this is, this was a, this is quite a, quite a deep dive for me. <laughs> so thank you for coming on this journey with me. It was a pleasure. All right. Bye everyone. Mm-hmm. 